whatever it is, wherever you are. This is our midweek Bible uh, study for the R Safe Harbor Church. I'm Patrick, and it's good to see you, good to be with you. We are, uh, I asked last week, let's just set this up. I asked last week for you to let me know, to vote in via uh, Facebook Messenger. Some of you did. I much prefer email at info at rsafeharbor.com, or even better, Patrick at rsafeharbor.com. Uh, and then, you know, some of you even texted, you knew my number, just saying, all right, well, would you like to look at the New Testament in chronological order? Not as it happened, but in the order the books were written. And that by far got most of the votes. There were also quite a few uh, requests for the Just Jesus stories to be done again for our safe harbor um, and that, what we do there is we just walk through each of the Gospels, and by the time we're done, we've been in them for several years, and we start all over. I would love to do that. In fact, that's what I like doing most when people ask me to come speak uh, with churches uh, I, all over. Um, I ask, you know, what do you want done? And if they say, well, we're just kind of open, I'll say, can I just talk about Jesus and do Jesus stories? So, let me know. Again, Patrick at rsafeharbor.com. If we need to increase content uh, to where I'm doing two classes, as well as a Monday message, as well as a worship. Now, I won't be able to always do that. And I hope you understand the limitations of life, travel, family obligations, that can enter in. But I don't mind putting more product out there because we are a separated people. We're, uh, we're split all over the world by politics and geography and so many other things. And um, our Safe Harbor Church is a virtual church. We have people in Jordan, Malaysia, Australia, Canada, Mexico, and all over the US. So they may be hungry for more and more information. So I may be bringing on a couple of other men who I love, and as soon as I can find a couple of women that are willing to do it, having them come on as well and produce more messages. But that's if you don't mind something popping up every day uh, on this channel. We're not going, we are not going to hammer your email. Uh, you get enough of those. So let me know where you are on that. All right, thank you. James chapter one, we looked at the first um, 11 verses last week. And so if you go back last week, one calendar week from today, you'll see a midweek Bible study and some Q&A. That's part one of James. So this is James chapter one, but it's our second lesson. Fair enough? Here we go, pretty quick. Uh, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Please remember, you are saved, and salvation, however, is a, an event and a process. It's not one or the other. And so I'm all the way saved, and yet God is still saving me. And when the trials come, he wants you to stand up. He wants you to deal with these. And the more you go through and still say, I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, the more you make your Father happy. And he's going, I got that one. And what happens then if we die? You have a crown of life. You are fine. You'll be fine. 
And that's just amazing. But he wants you to stand. Now, this is the most Jewish book of the New Testament. Uh, it was written early. That's one of the reasons. It was written by a Jew. That's another reason. A lot of Jews writing in this. The, um, he also um, did not have many, many years of a church and, and Christian tradition. It was written around 50 AD. This is, this is new stuff. So there's a lot of Jewish uh, information here and phrasing. Shall we go? When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then after desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. What's going on? Uh, please, 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 don't say things such as, don't ask God for patience, because if you do, he's going to put you in a hard place to... God isn't a mean father, and he's not Loki the trickster god. He's not Zeus throwing thunderbolts out there. He is a loving father. Jesus said, you love your children and you're imperfect. He loves you and he is perfect in that love. So what's going on here? Whenever I'm tempted, I can't ever blame that on God. I can't say, well, God made me the way I am. You know, and this is the way it is. And therefore, all of these desires are um, ultimately rooted in God and God's will. And you can't do that. Because we all have desires. All of us. And many of those desires are wrong. If we followed up on those desires, it would be sinful. And we can't blame God for that because we get to choose what we actually do. Now, uh, I'm told the Chinese have a phrase for this, but you never know if somebody just made it up and attributed it. But, uh, and the say, but I love the saying, it says, you can't stop a bird from flying over your head, but you can stop it from building a nest in your hair. So when the desires come, what do we do with them? We try very the best we can to remove that and put in something else. By the way, it doesn't work to go, I won't think about that, I won't think about that, I won't think about that. Uh, or that's very nasty, that's very bad, Patrick, you're a naughty fellow. No, no that, that doesn't really work. What works is replacement. We're gonna, we're gonna take something else and think of it and let it slowly push the other out. And it, it does work. Jesus did this, um, uh, this illustration to prove it. He was talking about whenever you bind a strong man, and he was talking about a demon, you throw him out, and then you clean the house. He's just gonna come back with seven of his friends and take it again. What do you mean by that? It means when you clean out something, you gotta put something else in there. Because if it's empty, evil's coming back. All right? God doesn't tempt us. God does not put us in places to test us. And no, no. Most of the evil in the world doesn't come from the devil either. It comes from right here and right here. And not just my heart and head, yours too. Everybody's. And then we, we blame everybody else. I mean, C.S. Lewis in his classic book, Mere Christianity. If you've not read it, oh my goodness. 
uh, mere Christianity spends a lot of time on this, how we excuse our evil behavior. But when other people do the same thing, we want them to be judged and punished because we have a reason and they don't. We want to be judged by our intentions. We want everyone else to be judged by their actions. That's a bit unfair. So when you think about it, eventually it becomes an attitude. Attitudes become beliefs, which become actions. So we need to guard what we're thinking about. All right. Do not be deceived, my brothers and sisters. He goes on. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights. Love that phrase. Who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first, crew, first fruits of all he created. This verse, this passage, has been twisted horribly. Years and years ago, uh, well over, well, not well over, about 100 years ago, I guess. Um, <clears throat> so wrong there. Almost 200. It was in the, around 1830, 40. All right, I don't want to do the math. My brain's tired. Around 1840, the, um, the people who, in whose religious tribe I was raised, the Churches of Christ, um, at that time were not differentiated between Disciples of Christ and the independent Christian churches. They were all one group. And they produced a songbook. And I have a copy of it. I treasure it, keep it locked away. It's an original. Um, just a little thing. Didn't even have notes in it. It had meter, you know, like 6.4.4.6. And that meant something to people in the day. And they, they could choose a tune then that met that meter to go with that song. Because they thought, well, this would be an aid to help people. Just a little thin book sent it out. They had people leave that movement, start other movements like the Christ Adelphians and, and such. Because they said, God does not change. And he did not give us a songbook except for the Psalms. And there are no... And, they use this God does not change to keep you from doing anything they don't want to do. It's not about that. And besides, they're not God. What he's saying is God will always give you good. Remember, keep it in context. Before, God's not going to tempt you. God's not going to hurt you. That's not what he's going for. God is the giver of gifts. God is the giver of good gifts. And he's not going to change. He's not going to be like earthly fathers. You know, I had one, I am one, who can sometimes be capricious and unpredictable and have moods, not God. He gives you good, he doesn't give you evil. So the good comes from God. Don't believe that the evil does. Most of it comes from us. My dear brothers, take notice of this. Everyone, oh, he's going to kill social media. I'd like to apologize, we'll have a funeral. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Do we need a moment now? Do we need to start making a list of people to whom we need to apologize? Because why? why? Because, he says, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. 
Oh, dear Jesus, if we'd only listened. I grew up with yelling preachers. I grew up with them stomping around and banging things on the stage. And even when they weren't doing that, the, the, the talk being lean and, and tell you about your sins. And it was always a strange thing to me that we were the ones that showed up. You know, the whole world was out there doing fun, sinful stuff. And we came into this unair conditioned, poorly heated, ventilated, whatever room sitting in uncomfortable chairs, staring at funeral fans, ask your grandparents, kids, and we're, we're getting yelled at. I can remember many times they would say that the sky could open and Jesus would come back right now, but not all of you are gonna make it. <laughs> Look around going, I guess I'm, I'm probably the one that's not gonna make it. It was terrifying. And then I've been in elder meetings, and the anger would go. And I have been in debates where anger would go. And I have been in people's homes where they argued and they picked and they wouldn't quit. And later when I asked people about that, they would just, oh, that's, well, when you love each other, you can do that. Human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Write it down. That's what God said through Jesus' brother, James. He says, therefore, because of that, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. What word? People, you know the Bible. There wasn't one, not in the way you think of one. This is the first book, X what we call the Old Testament, that would eventually work its way into becoming part of the New Testament. So what's he talking about the word implanted? They knew of Jesus as the word of God. So what do you do when you have the evil desires? You know, I get them too. And they can be about lust or um, they can be about greed. They can be about revenge. They can be about so many things. Please never put me on a pedestal because I will die when I fall off of it and I will fall off of it. I am no better than any human being on the face of the earth. It's not a false humility. While you may know their sins and go, ah, they're, they're running around killing people. Yeah, yeah, they are. But in my heart, I've gone around hating people and Jesus says that's just as bad. That's not as bad to the murder victim, but it's just as bad before God in my heart. So what should I put there? The word of God. That's why I love the Just Jesus stories, by the way. The more I'm thinking about Jesus, the less I'm thinking about all the naughty things, right? Do not merely listen to the word, he says, and so deceive yourselves. And you know, I caught myself doing that so many times in my life. By being present, I thought I'd fulfilled my job. And I was, I'm sitting in a pew doing the five acts of worship. Don't ask. And because it, I checked them off, then we're good. God and I are good. And then I can just live kind of like a good Confucius or good Buddhist through the week. In other words, being nice and kind. And that's all God requires from me. No, no, no. Once you hear Jesus, get Jesus in, and then do Jesus. Do what the word says. 
By the way, can this also be referring to the written down scriptures? Yes, it can. But when Jesus came and said he was the word of God, we always have to give him the first shot and see how does that work in the phrasing, right? Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. This is, um, all right, very few people during the time that this was written would ever get a chance to see their reflection in a mirror. Very few. You might be able to look into the water and see the reflection, because that stuff still worked. <laughs> but you, you, you didn't own a mirror, glass with the mercury backing, no. You might have polished bronze. And so when you look, it's a shadowy picture of yourself. And there were some forms of mirrors back then, but those were super rich people had those things. What, what he's saying is, you may look, and you walk away, you have had, you've had the chance. You've had the opportunity to see what you look like. And then you walk away and you're going, oh, I forgot. I may never have the chance to do that again. Even getting a hold of scriptures to read them was a bit difficult. That's why you're mainly hearers, as he put here. Don't just listen to the word. That's the way most people could get it. Whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom. The law is not there as a list of thou shalt nots to kill you, limit you, rip away your joy in life. The law is given to give you freedom. Now, I could go on for hours about how this works. I can give you several examples, I guess. Um, well, I've been married for 41 plus years to the lovely Miss Cammie, um, and that gives me tremendous freedom. I no longer have to think about where I'm going to find love. I no longer have to chase it. I no longer have to court it. I no longer have to worry about that. I know where I'm going to find love. Our love gives me freedom. Now, does it restrict me? Absolutely. You know, I, I dated, I married Cammie and it killed my dating life. By the way, it needed killed. The whole point is here, it, you can focus on what you think you're losing by law, but it gives you freedom. If you think about it, I don't have to, um, I don't have to be outraged. Whoa, think about it. We live in the outrage culture and the fear culture. You're either supposed to be terrified or horrified and angry. Those are your two options. And so whenever you walk through and just kind of go, nah, oh, I get attacked. I've been so attacked because I wouldn't preach against Obama and I didn't preach against Trump. And to be fair, I didn't preach against Bush and I didn't preach against Clinton. And people will go, but, but, but they're doing evil things. <clears throat> they are responsible for themselves before God. I am responsible for myself. My job is to do Jesus. That's it. Besides, all of the outrage, all of the Twitter, you know, going up and what has it changed? Has it made us better? 
go back to the years before Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all of them. It's only a couple decades ago. Are we better? Maybe we should be quick to listen, slow to speak. Maybe we should go visit James and learn some stuff that might be hard for us. Look intently to the law that brings freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they've heard. Again, almost nobody got to read scripture which would indicate that whenever we spend years fighting over one verse, we're doing Christianity wrong. Moving on. They will be blessed in what they do. Now, <clears throat> Martin Luther did not, not Martin Luther King. This is the, uh, the German reformer. Martin Luther did not like the book of James because James insists that you do stuff and Martin Luther had just escaped the Catholic theology of salvation by works and ritual, and, you know, the masses and confession, the sacraments and such. <clears throat> and he, you know, sola fide, he, he believed in faith alone and did the world a tremendous favor by opening up scriptures to us, there's no question. Uh, although he himself was an extremely flawed individual, just as I am an extremely flawed individual, he did a lot for us, but he hated the book of James because James will come around and say, you're gonna be blessed by what you do. Having just sweet thoughts isn't gonna do it. By the way, you'll find that elsewhere in scripture. So are we saved by works? No, but saved people work. It's one of the signs that they're saved is that they work. Um, yeah, it really does. Keep on going here. <clears throat> Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues, deceive themselves, and their religion is worthless. Hey, if you can't keep a rein on your tongue, your religion is worthless. I never heard one sermon on that growing up. I heard a couple of Bible classes that referred to this, but they claimed it was talking about cursing. We weren't even allowed to say gosh or darn or heck, because those are just stand-ins for curse words. It's not about curse words. Read the book. It's about anger and the mistreatment of others in the name of religion. God says it makes religion worthless. Whew. Those who consider this in a religion, wow. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this. Oh boy, oh boy, here it is. Here it is. There were old commercials. <clears throat> Maybe your parents remember this one, but you can always ask your grandparents. I believe it was for a financial firm called E.F. Hutton. Might've been Merrill Lynch. I think it was E.F. Hutton. And there'd be a crowded cafe or something and two men are talking and you know, one's worried and the other goes, well, I talked to my advisor at E.F. Hutton and E.F. Hutton says, and everybody goes quiet real quick and you look around and everybody's leaning in. And, and they had other commercials outside by fountains and thousands of people are leaning in as soon as they hear this. If ever God sends you, if, if Jesus's brother writes you a book and says, all right, you've heard a lot of things. This is what God wants from you 
and religion. Are you ready to hear it? I would be, I'd hit record on the iPhone, I'd have my hand out to take notes in case of battery issue, and I would be leaning in, wouldn't you? And then he says, <clears throat> look after orphans and widows in their distress and keep oneself, keep yourself from being polluted by the world. Take care of poor people, thrown away people, <clears throat> ignored people, and just don't let the world get you dirty. In my experience, there is not one church I've ever met that would hire a minister. If they said, give us your philosophy of ministry, give us your theology of salvation, give us your, your description of what you believe scripture says church life should be. And they just wrote, take care of the poor people who have nobody else and try not to let the world get you dirty. Not one church, and it comes expressly, directly from the mouth of the Holy Spirit through the brother of Christ, James, to us in the first ex-Old Testament book that we're going to have in our New Testament, and it is ignored as not enough. Should that not set, help us set up alarm bells? Set up alarm bells around your life. When somebody walks up to my door, I get a notice on my phone. We have a Simply Safe. Other people have Nest or they have Ring doorbells. But we used to, uh, in one place I live, also have a microphone set out in a post. And anybody that was driving up our lane, we'd hear that coming over. Okay. Why? I don't know. The people who built the house before we moved in there had it. And don't, this is no palace. This is a, a one level. Uh, three bedroom, I think it was three, I think we had three bedrooms, one and a half bath, old house. But for some reason, they had that microphone out there. We need to set these alarms around us whenever anybody says, you need Jesus and, and let the alarms ring. Because Jesus kept it simple. Galatians chapter five, don't let anybody take away your freedom because Jesus came to make you free. And here, this is what God wants from you. That's almost as bad as Micah with that walk justly and humbly with your God thing. People don't like that because they're going, that's not all. You know how I know that? I used that in a sermon about two months ago. I got emails from a couple of people who said, you are deceiving the people because that's not all that we need. We need more than, and I'm going, huh. Michael was wrong, James was wrong, Galatians was wrong, Jesus was wrong, Jesus and, and Matthew 25 about the judgment then. Wow, oh, and when he told us to love God, love our neighbor, Jesus was wrong, what a heretic. He didn't add all the rules about worship, behavior, about, uh, it just, you get tired of it? So does he. Can you imagine how frustrating it is to be God and see what people have done with this very simple message of love God, love each other. 
treat each other really nice and look out for those people that are getting left behind, those widows and orphans. And there are many ways to be widows and orphans, people who have lost things, people who are gone into destitution. He's saying, look around you, take care of them and don't let the world get you dirty. See you in glory. And we're looking at him going, I, I think there should be more rules. And he won't do it. Well, I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. I want you to read ahead James chapter 2. Now, don't, don't tell anybody how it ends. No reason to have a spoiler alert here, right? But read James chapter 2. And then when we come next week, uh, God willing, we will go right through that. Now, as we go through this, chronological series as they were written, not as it happened, um, we're not going to be able to always spend one week per chapter or uh, I would have to retire, literally, because I, I don't plan to work more than uh, 60 years right now because I think you need fresh voices and we're already bringing fresh voices in every Sunday, hope you've noticed. I'm having lunch today with a couple of fresh voices that I want to bring online saying, hey guys, do you want to just, you want to be there to put out some content for the church and feed this thing and help us move it along? So I'm, in other words, I'd like to talk about a lot of things, but I'm not sure I can do something every day. Uh, certainly not every, all the time, because they're going to be, like I said, personal and family issues, work issues, uh, weather issues, whatever it is. And by the way, those in Texas who are still suffering, which I'm told are very few now, but now it's more the damage, we still, that's still suffering, and we're very, very sorry. Uh, please send in to prayer at rsafeharbor.com any of your prayer requests. And if you want to join our prayer team, send that in also, prayer at rsafeharbor.com, and you'll be in touch with David and Gwen Sandlin, Dutch and Carolyn Masters, and others who will get to you and say, here's how we do this prayer team. Are you in? All right? Let's leave it at that. May God bless you, give you a fantastic day, but also remember this. It's not as hard as people tell you it is. Just don't make it harder. Look around, open your eyes, think about Jesus, work on replacing desire with Jesus. It's going to take you all your life, but You'll get better at it some days. Do that and then look around to see who needs love in the name of Jesus. You don't even have to say Jesus, just be Jesus to them and try to keep from letting the world get y'all dirty. Cheers. <laughs>